Hi, I'm Heather. And this is Jax. Welcome to Ask AI. Ask AI is a podcast dedicated to artificial intelligence. Finding out what artificial intelligence even means. We're going to learn as we go. Let's talk AI. Hey, listeners. So today we're so excited to have Gladstone Grant with us. Gladstone heads up national solution sales here at Microsoft Canada. They're one of the biggest contributors to the community here in the country, one of the key centers of technology happening in Canada. And it's actually over a $2.5 billion business in the country. So really excited to have him here today. Gladstone plays the dual role of also being the lead of Microsoft's technology centers. There's four locations across the country, and we're so excited to have him here with us today on the Ask AI podcast. Gladstone, welcome. Thank you. It's amazing. I'm honored to be here and uh, looking forward to the dialogue. Amazing. Well, first off, why don't we start with an easy question? Why don't you just tell us a bit more about the work that you do day-to-day at Microsoft? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, I get to lead, uh, I actually have the best job at Microsoft Canada, in my (laughs) opinion. Uh, really get to uh, lead our innovation agenda uh, with our customers and partners. Uh, we've got these four technology centers, Microsoft Technology Centers, MTCs, for any of you who have been out there before. And uh, our mandate's really to engage with anyone uh, that's leveraging Microsoft uh, solutions and technologies and help them to take advantage of this digital transformation uh, that we all find ourselves in these days. Uh, so, yeah, we engage across all the different solution areas that Microsoft provides to businesses and to customers and to startups. And uh, we help them with uh, strategy. Uh, we help them with architecture and design sessions. Uh, we do proof of concepts. Uh, we do, um, you know, hackathons. Whatever is required uh, to make digital transformation real and to help them accelerate any initiative or projects that they're working on. That's incredible. It's like all-purpose Microsoft. Yeah. What do you think is particularly just the environment, the atmosphere of those centers, you know, what's in them? Yeah, so, you know, they're kind of leading-edge, state-of-the-art uh, uh, centers that have the latest and greatest in technologies. Uh, technologies from a cloud perspective, uh, IoT sensors, IoT hubs, uh, artificial intelligence demos and infrastructure. Uh, we have HoloLens Mixed Reality is obviously a very exciting era for us right now, and we see a lot of uh, uh, companies and organizations leveraging this new uh, trend, so we've got that available. Uh, you know, when you walk through, there's a number of different rooms that you very similar actually to 111 here, uh, where there, it's a very collaborative space. It's a very immersive space. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, examples of experiences uh, that our customers and partners could play with, could touch, uh, could get familiar with. Uh, you know, we have facilitated walkthroughs that the team will do. Uh, we have a space that they could uh, come in and hack. Uh, so it's just a, a communal kind of space. It's uh, it's leading edge. It's, it's state of the art. And here's a cool thing about what we do. Uh, there's not a cent that we charge our customers or partners to use this. This is oh, free. Wow. Uh, so at any point in time, uh, if you've got a project, an initiative, a solution that you're creating, and, and you want a place to kind of go make that real, uh, that's what we offer. Uh, we engage with probably about 10,000 uh, customers and partners on an annual basis across the country. And uh, we actually do a little survey of everyone that uh, we do an engagement with. And one of the things I'm really proud of is the fact that with nine being the perfect score that you can get the top score, uh, we're now averaging 8.72 out of nine. So our customers, our partners, <laughs> our startups, they get significant value uh, from the work that we do with them. 
That's incredible. I mean, full disclosure, my work in NetJI, I know that we power our AI platform on uh, Microsoft Azure, and that's the cloud system that we use. Um, I'm really interested to see that, you know, Microsoft's taken a lot bigger steps, in particular in the last couple of years, of supporting AI companies as customers and as partners, as well as also AI development itself. I was wondering if you could talk a bit more about the company's position, specifically on artificial intelligence and how you're supporting that with the work that Absolutely, you do. yeah. You know, you know, today is actually a special day for me at Microsoft. Uh, actually, uh, my team embarrassed me today uh, with a beautiful cake. So I had cake for lunch. It's your birthday? And it was, no, on? it's not my birthday. <laughs> it's actually today is my 20th year anniversary. Oh, with, man. Wow. Sorry, guys. The best company on the planet. <laughs> today is my 20-year anniversary. So, it, you know, it's, it's, I'm honored. So I've had a chance to see a lot. Um, not as long as Microsoft's been around, but certainly, uh, certainly, uh, you know, from the early beginnings. And I remember uh, being a part of the early mission uh, when uh, we were launching back then Windows 98. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you remember the mission of the company back then, uh, when Bill Gates uh, started Microsoft, was to really put a PC on every desk and in every home. And, you know, frankly, I think we've probably achieved that mission. And many of the listeners out there would probably understand that, yeah, we, you do have in, in every office and in every home a PC. And when Satya Nadella took over uh, as a CEO of Microsoft a few years back, uh, he actually changed the mission of Microsoft, mm -hmm. tweaked it a bit, uh, given that we'd essentially realized uh, before uh, that previous mission. And it really is about empowering every organization and every person on this planet to achieve more. Now think about that. AI is at the center of everything that we think about this digital transformation, how we really help organizations. All that data that is being collected by organizations, how do you reason, how do you understand, how do you make sense of going from data to intelligence, to insights, and ultimately into action? How do you leverage that data that you have today to really predict the future? Uh, to help to drive your business and take it to the next level. And so Microsoft, in the same way we democratized, you know, client server and, and PC and LANs when I first started at the company, uh, where before all you can get, you can get computing from mainframes and green screens. And uh, we're able to democratize having all organizations quickly get up and running. We did that. We also democratized the idea of uh, the e-commerce e and the internet sites that we're able to help customers with, if you think of that trend. We did the same thing with cloud. We did the same thing with business intelligence. And today, it's an exciting time because Microsoft's vision around artificial intelligence is really around amplifying human ingenuity by democratizing AI and making it av available to every company, every developer, every startup, and every person on the planet. And so there's a number of things that we're doing. We're leading in a number of areas around innovation. Uh, we're driving significant innovation, things like speech recognition, where we're at parity or, or, or better than, than human beings, uh, where there's machine learning comprehension and, and some of the work that we've done, the research we've done, you know, years of research by Microsoft Research to get to the point where we're at parity of understanding. You know, you think of the impact that could have. And then you think of the work that we're doing to really ensure that we provide the right services so that customers could leverage, not have to go out and 
you know, hire all these machine, you know, these scientists, data scientists, but really leverage the platform that we're building out. You know, if you think of in our Azure platform, some of the innovation and services that we provide around machine learning and the ability to kind of create experiments and, and, and make sense of that data. You think of the cognitive services and ability to have machines hear, learn, feel. Uh, you think of also the bot framework, allowing you to build great bots. And so, you know, I'm thrilled about uh, the work that you guys have done in Nodge.ai and leveraging our platform to have such an innovative uh, solution that our customers or mutual customers uh, can enjoy. So, yeah, if I summarize, Microsoft is really at the leading front of driving the innovation. We provide those services and our platform and the infrastructure to help our customers and startups like yourself to, to continue to build out. And then there's one uh, piece of it that we, we take very, very seriously. You know, it's the whole ethics and responsibility around artificial intelligence. And so not only do we invest in, you know, building out the infrastructure and providing the services, we're working with government organizations. Uh, we're working with regulatory bodies across the world uh, to ensure uh, that the, our principles of trust are embedded in, in these solutions that are going to be created. Not only things like transparency and privacy and compliance and security, but fairness and inclusivity. In fact, one of the things that Microsoft um, uh, did recently was we actually formed this internal uh, council uh, that we have a diverse group of individuals on this council to make sure that we're looking at any AI solutions we create from different angles to be able to make sure that we're driving that inclusion and fairness uh, throughout what we're doing. That's incredible. And one question I had, you know, coming from the startup sector, certainly we're working on a number of different pieces in AI. I wonder what you think that a company, a corporation like Microsoft, is particularly good at doing in artificial intelligence development, what you think startups might be better at doing right now? You know, that's a great question. When you think about uh, the fact that we've built out this platform, uh, you know, oftentimes what we do, and if you think of the history of Microsoft and how we became the company, the, the enterprise company that we are today with a lot of our customers, it's because partners and startups like yourself have leveraged our platform. If you go back to way back when, when we had Windows NT or, you know, early versions of Windows, startups, ISVs like yourself built solutions on top of that platform to help with industry, to help with different various, uh, you know, kind of business requirements that our customers have. And frankly, it's the same thing that's happening today when you think about the platform we've built out. Uh, you know, the, the time to market for you to be able to go to, uh, you know, to get your solution ready. You don't have to go out and, you know, provision a data center and, and, and you know, get all the equipment set up and figure out all these different services. You know, we've created a lot of the APIs and then you build on top of that. And so, you know, I think there's a, there's a, a perfect marriage, if you will, uh, between an organization like Microsoft and startups who want to get to market quickly, who have specific knowledge in certain areas that they want to bring to customers. And, and frankly, that is a model at Microsoft. It's a partner-led model. You know, in fact, here in Canada, we look at the, the, the amount we uh, invest with startups and we invest with partners. And for every dollar of Microsoft product, you know, we're driving about $20 in the partner ecosystem uh, to be able cool. to further the Canadian digital economy. And we see that as a perfect marriage and a platform within which partners and startups like yourself could leverage to be able to take us to the next level and truly drive this transformation. That's really exciting. I guess I'm wondering as well, I mean, the broader trends that you see in this industry, what, what do you find interesting right now? You know, it's, uh, there's a bunch of things that are, that are happening. When you think about artificial intelligence, there's really, uh, you know, three things that have come together uh, that is uh, three confluence of activities 
that really has got us to the tipping point of why now and why AI is really real. Because as we know, AI has been around for the last 50 plus years and research has been done on this, you know, 20 plus years ago when I was in school, we're, we're, we're talking about that. Now it's becoming, it's here, it's real today. Three things. One is, uh, you know, that trend of cloud and, and the work like that Microsoft has done to build out with, you know, over 200 plus consumer and commercial cloud services across the world. Uh, that's uh, propelling. So the computing power is now there. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's the data. You know, you hear the conversation when data is really that new currency, right? Uh, if you think of the data that you're collecting about your customers, the data that is available externally in different sources, uh, there's enough data because there's really that yin and yang of data and AI. Without data, really, AI doesn't have anything to really move forward with. And so data is there, right? That's the second aspect of it. And then thirdly, it's it's the powerful work that's been done by companies like Microsoft and startups and other researchers around algorithms, these powerful algorithms that are now ready for prime time that we could leverage across different areas, different industries. And so those three factors together make it today, those three trends, if you will, make it the perfect time for every organization on the planet and every person to start leveraging AI to achieve more. Amazing. And I want to go a bit back to your personal career. You mentioned yeah. congratulations on your 20th anniversary, Microsoft. Thank you. That's an wow. incredible, uh, it's incredible. Exciting, incredible. I'm also incredible. getting old. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, I was wondering more specifically, you know, what your broader career story is there. And also if you could maybe speak a little more specifically to, you talked about some of the technological transformations that you've seen. I was wondering about the cultural changes that you've seen over your time there, particularly in the last maybe four or five years yeah. and, and sort of your story and all of that and, and how you feel it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 20 years ago when I started at Microsoft uh, uh, Canada, I was a consultant. So I was doing a lot of consulting uh, with our enterprise customers, uh, helping them to uh, uh, move from one operating system to another, help them with uh, applications development. You know, I work with a couple of the big banks. Uh, when they moved from OS2 to Windows, uh, you know, I was one of the consultants kind of leading that, uh, those multi-million dollar projects. That was exciting. Uh, learned a lot, you know, some late nights, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was amazing. Uh, and I talk about trends and being kind of around client server. And uh, that was a big kind of push that was happening. And then now that uh, the internet became popular shortly afterwards and helped customers to kind of move a lot of that platform, if you will, uh, to a commerce platform. And so that was another wave that, that, that kind of happened afterwards. And then we went through this whole phase around applications. Uh, mobile uh, became popular. And, um, you know, we started creating applications that were mobile. And, you know, Microsoft has always been the, the best platform to create, uh, to develop solutions. And so, uh, we rode the wave on ensuring that developers across the world could create applications and deploy on any platform, whether it's Windows or iOS or Android. And uh, and certainly afterwards, it was the cloud. The cloud uh, kind of came very popular, and, and and you know certainly we were pioneers on on, on the cloud. IoT took off, and going back to the story on data, part of the reason why there's so much data out there is that it's no longer just humans uh, creating data. It's it's devices. Every device is creating data, and that data you could leverage for predictive analytics. You could leverage to remote monitor. Exciting. And so we're going through that wave, and today we're in AI. Uh, so I've had to had a chance to really help our customers and and truly engage with uh, pretty much most, if not all, enterprise customers uh, uh, here in Canada uh, on that wave. Now you go back to culturally how things have changed. Uh, things have changed significantly. There's a few things that, that have popped out for me. If I go back 20 years ago and, and Microsoft back then, uh, yeah, I think of our, our 
work with open source community and embracing open source, I'd say 20 years ago, was not even close to where it is today. Today, Microsoft embraces and honors and, and treats open source as a first-class citizen on our platforms, whether it's our on-premise or in our cloud, right? So irrespective of what you run, uh, irrespective, we know customers leverage open source. We'll say, bring it, we're running on our platform. So there's a huge, huge change that's happened there, and, and it's definitely the right direction to go. You know, if you look at also the services that we provide, the cloud services that we provide, uh, it really, you know, 20 years ago, we were probably focused more on Microsoft world, you know, that vertically integrated stack of Microsoft and a client, Microsoft in the middle tier, Microsoft uh, everywhere. And now what we do is the services we provide, again, works across all different operating systems, right? You know, if you look on, on the iPhone you're running or the iOS device or whichever device, uh, uh, operating systems you're running, you, we have now provided. We give you the same benefits and capabilities that our customers uh, uh, love and like. They're not running. So, again, culturally, we think about different agreements that we have, or different partnerships that we have with, uh, with uh, companies that you think were competition. And so it is that world of cooperation. Sometimes we compete in some areas, but we double down on partners. So culturally, we've changed that way. And the big change that we've had in our culture is the transformation that each of us are all going through with the cloud, going from on-prem to the cloud. You know, before, we would just sell product. We'll sell a package product, and we ship out a number of CDs, like 20-plus years, 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, someone would own that CD, and we'd move on to the next customer. The relationship is really changing in this new cloud world. Culturally, every role now is a truly a trusted advisor with the customer. We don't just sell something and walk away. You know, we position the value of the solution. We stay with them to ensure that they're getting full value. Because, frankly, it's the right thing to do. But also, if the customer is not consuming your services, it's not the same as when, you, you know, you sell shrink pad, uh, uh, product and uh, you get revenue. You only get revenue when you consume. So it's, mm -hmm. it's in our best interest. It's that shared responsibility we have to ensure that our customers are getting the best value in leveraging. So those are kind of three shifts I've seen in the culture. Now, let me just add another thing too. Mm -hmm. you, you know, having 20 years of, of, of seeing what's happening, there's been different times, right? And, 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 and there are times when you look at the stock price and if you kind of go back and look at the history, the stock price got, you know, likely stayed at a certain, uh, you know, dollar value for quite some time. And, uh, you know, one of the great things I love about our new CEO and what, he, what he's done uh, kind of coming the last few years is given Microsoft really good clarity on some of the things that uh, we should focus on, right? Uh, and, and certainly that's helped, right? It, you know, very clear focus areas, understanding our strengths, working with organizations, providing value, not trying to do everything to everyone, but really doubling down. Uh, that's really helped. The, the other thing he brought in that, that's really changed the culture too is this idea of a growth mindset, mm -hmm. right? Growth mindset is, is, is about, hey, uh, you've got to always be learning. You've, mm -hmm. You're never the expert. You always got to continue to learn. You've got to, you know, fail fast. Uh, you have to, what are the lessons learned? How do you move forward? Uh, you have to collaborate well together. You got to be creative, entrepreneurial. You got to take that entrepreneurial view of your business. And even though it's a large company, you're empowered really to think about how you take your business to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, and so that growth mindset has really changed the culture of the organization. 
And uh, yeah, those are some of the things that I think about uh, cultural change. And which, you know, it's funny, 20 years later, I have not for a second thought about working for another company uh, because, you know, we just constantly evolve and change and and are very self-critical to make ourselves move forward. That's incredible, Gladstone. It's a real privilege to have all that expertise and be able to bring it to bear uh, just in this conversation. So the last question I had for you was was around startups, which you mm-hmm. mentioned a lot about how you want to support that. I mean, both yeah. through your platform as well as the work that you're doing with the Microsoft Technology Centers. How can startups engage with you and potentially yeah, get help? That's, that's a great question. You know, you know, when you uh, reached out to be on this podcast, I, it was it was perfect timing uh, because I was just talking to um, uh, to my boss about as we go into next year and we're going into uh, the uh, planning for next fiscal year that starts July 1st. And in, in kind of Microsoft self-critical, always changing, always evolving, uh, you know, I thought uh, Microsoft technology centers have given significant value to our enterprise customers. But you and I know very well that innovation is happening in a lot of cases by startups. And in fact, there's a whole reciprocal mentorship that's happening between startups and enterprise organizations where they're bringing great innovation to the table. The enterprise organizations are, you know, helping to mentor the startups and startups are then mentoring in different ways of how work's being done. Like even walking through this office, how work's done here versus how it was done 20 years ago, how that's evolving. And so one of the things I want to do, because I have an amazing asset, I have an amazing asset with the technology innovation labs, if you will, that's there uh, to be leveraged. I have great asset in the facilities that are there and the the team that has significant knowledge about all the things that Microsoft provide. And one of the things I'd love to do is tap into the startup market on a couple fronts. One is to ultimately make it accessible for them. And, you know, uh, there's a startup that's built on our platform uh, that have great solutions that lights up our platform that customers really love. The first thing I want to do is I want to showcase that to the 10,000 plus customers that go through. So we would love to get any demos, any experiences, any cool things that you have built on our platform. We would love to profile it to the to the customers that walk through. Mm -hmm. The benefit for you in that case would be, hey, you get more eyeballs on that solution. The other benefit of having your solution profiled, showcased within the Microsoft Technology Centers is you, we know sometimes for startups, you struggle initially with some of the larger companies to get that credibility. They don't know who you are. They're not really sure, yeah, et cetera. Even and if you got the best product. Even if you got the best product, right? And, you know, frankly, companies know about Microsoft, right? And so how do you piggyback and leverage uh, that relationship and credibility you and Microsoft together going to market? There's a lot of benefit for that. Right. And so that's, you know, that's what I want to be able to tap into and offer to the startup community. The other piece is, hey, you know, sometimes you want to have a meeting and, uh, you know, you just want to be able to um, uh, show that, hey, uh, I'm working closely with the vendor who you also use. Mm -hmm. And why not leverage our facilities across the country uh, to be able to have that meeting? You could just say, you say, hey, Gladstone, I'd, I'd love to come out and just use your spot. I don't need your architects or your team involved. Or you may decide, hey, yep. yeah, just, just come and use the facilities, <laughs> That's awesome. right? Uh, or, or you could say, hey, you know, I'd love to jointly uh, present to that customer, mm-hmm. um, you know, our joint value proposition. I'll focus on my uh, area, my solution that I've created, and you could help to tell the, the other part of the story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so, you know, what a great picture of you with Microsoft, startup of Microsoft, presenting a joint value proposition to the customer, right? So those are kind of three three and a half ways that you could leverage and use 
uh, the Microsoft Technology Center. There's zero costs associated with that. You know, it's funny. It's incredible. Was, you know, I was having a conversation with, I was at the Gartner CIO Summit last week, and I met, yep. met a number of folks. And one CIO that uh, we followed up with uh, afterwards, he wanted to engage with us. And I just, uh, just before the meeting before here, we were having a conversation. I told him all the things we could do to help. And he's like, okay, Gladstone, uh, how much is that going to cost? And, and I jokingly said to him, there's a lot of zeros and yeah. what this is going to cost. It's all zeros. But that's all zeros. <laughs> and he was shocked. Wow, you're actually giving away a free service. And that's not, awesome. You know, it's the investment that Microsoft makes because yeah. we think this is important. Yep. We think it's important to help our customers and our partners, and I'm extending this now uh, to startups where we can uh, jointly work together. We can help you with understanding if you're moving into a new area and understanding Microsoft solutions, we can help to enable you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can help to showcase your solutions. We can help to jointly co-sell with our mutual customers. And so there's significant value out there for you. And yeah, all you got to do is find me on LinkedIn, Gladstone Grant. Uh, just reach out, just ping me a note and say, hey, I would love to leverage the technology center. I'll pick up the phone. I'll give you a quick little call, understand what you're trying to achieve and uh, make it happen. There you guys have it. If you're a startup and you want to get engaged with Microsoft and have all these amazing opportunities, reach out to Gladstone on LinkedIn. Gladstone, we've got one last last fun question. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? You're a pretty cool guy. Oh, yes. What do I like to do for fun? My number one fun is my three kids. They're, you know, love of my life and my wife and beautiful wife. And, you know, we just, we have a lot of fun, right? You know, it's funny. Yes, I just sent my wife a text on everything that we're doing tomorrow. Starts off in the morning. I'm going to let her sleep in. Uh, I'm going to get up with the kids. Good plan. I'm going to take my son to soccer. After soccer, we're going to come back. We're all going to get dressed. We're going to go to our, uh, one of our friends next door, uh, their, their kid's uh, birthday party. We're going to do that for an hour and 15 minutes because we have to come back to get the kid to go to nap and then we have to take off to another party in Trinidad Woods Park that we're going to do another birthday party with some other friends then we're going to go home my wife uh, who also works at Microsoft too by the way she also uh, she, her team they have a barbecue so we're going to go to that for an hour and a half then we're going to come home we're going to get showered and dressed up and look good and go to a nice party in the evening for a friend's 40th birthday that's an average day in the, in, the, in the grand household. That's what we do. So we have a lot of fun with the you kids. Have a full but when I'm not with fam- Microsoft Outlook, exactly. When the family goes to sleep at night, you know, nine ten o'clock, I play soccer. I play soccer a couple cool. times a week. I play tennis. Just keep active and have fun because you got to make the best of it. Yeah, that is amazing. Gladstone Grant, everyone, thank you so much for being here on the show with us today on the Ask AI podcast. We're looking forward to your comments all on the hashtag Ask AI. Thanks so much for joining us here with Gladstone Grant from Microsoft. Jackson, really appreciate the opportunity, buddy, and uh, thank you. And uh, we're looking forward to see all you startups out there at the Microsoft Technology Center. Just reach out, Gladstone Grant, and LinkedIn, and I'd love to uh, engage with you. Thank Thank you. This episode's associate producer was Francesca Awotundun, senior producer was Mike Letourneau, and executive producer was Chris McClellan. Interview recorded by Robin Edgar. Ask AI includes this podcast, a helpful chatbot, and live events. For more information, please visit our website at askai.org. Do you have questions about artificial intelligence and workplace automation? We'd love to help answer them. Send your queries to podcast at askai.org or tweet to askai.org.